bless you. God, we give you praise. We give you Welcome, sisters. Welcome. I am so sorry. It's been such a dark day here, and I totally lost the sense of time. It's been raining all day. <laughs> and I just, my mind was just saying, I have one more hour, one more hour. So sorry about that. Thank you for joining and welcome. Welcome. All right, I think we have a couple of more people may still be trying to get in and then we can start. I wanted to start with just talking to us about what, what was laid on my heart this morning uh, when I woke up and then we'll get into prayer. I don't think we had enough time for people to draw up their lists. Um, let me check, I'm, I'm not sure anybody sent anything, but if many of you are like me, the request that I had on in mind to share is a request on our page. Um, let me try and open the, to that now. Galatians 4.19. Remy, are you here already? Remy, unmute yourself. So if you just note Galatians. Yes, I am. I'm yes, here. Please. Just note Galatians 4.19. Um, That's where my request is. If, if there's anyone that has a similar request. Okay. They will join us. Um, so the the focus of this evening's meeting is the box that I shared before, which is our family, our immediate family. For those of us who have husbands, praise God for your husband and for those, um, and, and all of us obviously have children and for our children. Now, remember I said the the way we're praying this way doesn't mean we can have more than one request, but for all of us coming together, it's going to be one main thing, one main thing. That is the strategy that I was given. If that one main thing was taken care of, then everything else is okay. For me last week, it was stability. Stability because I've just, I mean, I have a chart of the different places I've moved to and lived in since I left Nigeria and it's almost about nine different houses, nine different places. So I literally, I'm living out of the box. So sometimes things, you know, slip by, I forget things and I, or I'm not doing as much as I know I could. And it's just really destabilizing. So for me, that was my focus for the month that we're going into. So the way we're taking this prayer is uh, I know we're in January and a lot can still happen in January, but we're strategically wanting to take February before it comes. We want to take February before it comes. Um, but you know, our God, it can happen right now, now in January. Um, so that is how we're looking at it. Today, I wanted to quickly talk about what I sensed and you know, when I sense this, I have to quickly shake myself off. And that is this bombardment from the kingdom of darkness. Just bombardment from Satan. It's almost as if, you know, you get slapped on the right, then you get slapped on the left, then you get kicked upside the head down. I don't know, maybe I'm the only one. 
but there's just so much going on. Just so much is being unleashed in our time right now. And the Holy Spirit was sharing with me and reminding me, I think we talked about this a few weeks, um, uh, close to January. Remy, I'm opening you up now as co-host, please, um, to let people in. Yeah, thank you. Um, Sister Kofo, must have tried before. So, so the unleashing of just this bombardment, just this, you know, maybe I'm the only one. And, you know, what I sensed God was saying was, this is to discourage us. It's for one purpose only, and it's for discouragement for discouragement. And then I began to look into the meaning of encourage, which is the, you know, the positive side. Discouragement is obviously the lack of courage. And these are some of the meanings that I got um, looking online. Um, the Courage is the choice and willingness to confront agony, pain, danger, uncertainty, or intimidation. The courage or the choice to confront it. And, and many of us are confronting on a daily basis, but sometimes you just get tired. Again, maybe I'm speaking for myself. Courage is the ability to do something that frightens us. That frightens us. It's the strength in the face of pain and grief. There's so much fear. And usually this is how, this, these are the things that bring discouragement, fear, worry. But I find a new discouragement because I'm naturally not a fearful person. But then being a Christian makes you even stronger, you know, and, and able to deal with fear. So for some of us, fear doesn't work. Worry is another one. Many people worry naturally. You know, we joke amongst ourselves in my family that our mom is a warrior. You know, if you go and visit my mom and you get back home and you don't call that you've gotten back home, you know, before you know it, she's calling almost as you're driving in. So, okay, are you home? And that kind of has passed on to many of us. Are you home? Are you okay? And things like that. Worry. And then, but what I find that is the commonest now with all that is going on on earth now is mental fatigue. Just feeling worn out. All the news alone that we keep hearing is so tiring. You know, you finish the, at the end of the day and you just feel exhausted. And it's not physical exhaustion sometimes. You're just exhausted. You feel worn out. For those of us that, I don't know, some of us don't have, have you know, young children, but for those of us that have older kids, you remember when they were kids and you have active, I had a very active 
child. My daughter, incidentally, was the most active of my three. Um, she's all over the place. And when you want them to go to sleep and they are not ready to sleep, I know some parents will give them peritine <laughs> to send them to sleep. But those parents, those of us that knew the side effects of some of these things, we want to try the natural way. And what we would do is to wear them out. Either by getting them to go and play outside or, you know, taking them off of TV, you know, getting them to become bored, just take the activity away. Take the joy away, take the excitement away, you know, from them. And before you know it, they are yawning and they go to sleep. So we can have some peace and be able to either clean up or even catch some rest ourselves before we go to sleep. And that's the exact strategy that I think Satan, not that I think, that I feel really. And I don't know how many people can testify. If you can, please raise. Let me not feel as if I'm the only one the devil is combating. Because if you're a Christian, if you're a true Christian now, you're not exempt. You're not exempt. Um, and so that constant barragement of the enemy, uh, fear is on one side, as I said, worry is a big one for some people, but for some of us, it's neither worry nor fear. It's just mental fatigue. It's just feeling worn out. You know, whether by this bad news today, this other person you know that has suddenly departed or you know just that is what uh norma please please mute yourself your background is noisy please mute yourself thank you uh and and and, and that's what is really that i sense that is really going on you know randomly i i didn't plan what Donny the video that Donny sent she just sent it to me and i'm like okay this is something i need to share with our moms you know, when you have children that you have to shield from witchcraft. And I hold a different opinion, as you can see, again, because I'm like, I've experienced it with my older children. I don't know that the solution is in hiding them from it. If you haven't listened to my podcast on spirituality and our children, I think you should look for it and listen to it. Because I talked about, you have to expose them to it. You have to... When I did in Seven Leaders many years ago in St. Xavier's School, I started teaching on witchcraft from how the Bible, you know, um, defined it. Because oftentimes witchcraft is when someone just is consulting the occult and all of that. And that's part of witchcraft. But you see, the witchcraft of today has gone uh, sophisticated. It's science now. It's science and it's science and art. Let me put it that way. And so the children become inquisitive. If you have children in school, they become inquisitive about it. And the way it's presented to them is presented as science, as something like mad science, if you like. If you have kids that have done mad science before, you know. So it's not something for us to hide and shroud, you know, from them. 
the three ways that the Bible describes witchcraft, manipulation, intimidation, and uh, what's the other one? Um, I can't remember the third one now. And in Seven Leaders, we used to really go into, what does it mean to manipulate? What does it mean to intimidate? What, that's witchcraft. And then you put words around, around it. You will words around it. And you take over somebody's will. That is witchcraft. That's what witchcraft is. And it's practiced every single day. You know, on TV. On, on. So when I saw Kate saying, you know, this thing about, it's been around for ages. It's in cartoons. Cartoon Network. Uh, even the movies they watch. But that's one end. The other end is the um, the the religion of the East, which has become very popular. But I think the more dangerous one, the two most dangerous ones that we need to talk to our children about is the new age movement. The new age movement. And there is the last one, which is the, the God of yourself, humanism that you're God unto your own self. It is whatever you think it is worth. This is where I am with my children now. It, is, it usually happens when they're young adults. It is what you feel, it is what you think. It is as long as you're not offending someone else, that's then it's okay. And all of this wears me out. It wears us out. So how do we then get out of this? This is how I want us to pray today. I haven't received any other requests. So we're gonna go with the request that is the theme or the, the you know, the um, center of our wheel in, in uh, raising leaders, unless something else comes in. So the idea that, you know, we become discouraged. We are, you know, discouraged because of what is going on around. It may not even happen to us. It may just be what is happening around us, you know. I wanted us to go into the scripture to see how discouragement was even dealt with. And the, the reminder, the biggest reminder I had was the scripture about David, you know, where it said that David encouraged himself. David encouraged himself when he came back from Gilgal or wherever he went to war and his whole family had been taken away and the family of his followers had been taken away. And the Bible says that he, there was no one to encourage him because all his followers were now ready to lynch him. That look at what you brought upon us. But David picked himself up and encouraged himself. And we use that scripture most times, you know, but Point is how do we even encourage ourselves how do we encourage ourselves you know what do we say to ourselves personally and I, I always like speaking from my experience how I do it is through just speaking to myself speaking to myself speaking scripture to myself first thing in the morning like putting on you know we say the whole armor of God but the whole armor of God are words and just shielding myself with those words. And I'm sure we all do it, but we need to do it even more consistently now than we've ever done it. 
Now, let me share a few scriptures also for us to pray about now. Please, can someone read from Hebrews 1 9? Hebrews 1 9, Psalm 4 7. These were the scriptures I was going to post when I thought I had time, but obviously I didn't have time. Psalm 4 verse 7 and then Ecclesiastes 5 16 to 20. Let's read that Ecclesiastes first. Ecclesiastes, someone is there. I think I have it open here if no one is there. Ecclesiastes chapter 5 verses 16 to 20. I'm reading now, but please, can someone open to Hebrews 1 and 9 and then Psalm 4, 7? These are the places we'll start praying from. Uh, so Ecclesiastes from 16 says, and this, reading from New uh, NLT. And this too is a very serious problem. People leave this world no better off than they came. All their hard work is for nothing, like working for the wind. Throughout their lives, they live under a cloud, frustrated, discouraged, and angry. I want to take note of those three words. That many of us, many people live under the shadow of these words, this description. Frustrated. And in helping us, it might be a good idea to highlight in what areas of my life do I feel frustrated? In what areas of my life do I feel discouraged? See, because sisters, I believe so much in prayer. However, I'm reading NLT. Okay. NLT. Uh, Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 16. I'm still in 16, I think. So okay. I'm asking us to do a search because see, the devil is so strategic. You know, we, we, we were talking about, you know, a lady, the other um, um, video Joey sent, a lady, had, she had bought this dress or this nighty or whatever. And it had been days in her house and she didn't see what was there. How many more things have we picked up that we have not seen? Hmm. That we didn't see. So you, we, we just look at the devil as if he's a fool. No, he's so crafty, mm -hmm. so intelligent. You, if you're not savvy spiritually, you will not see it. You will not hear it. So I'm wondering, I'm saying, oh, you didn't see this in the store. You brought it home for days. You didn't see uh, this, the solemn swear. Because the minute, what that means is the minute you made that exchange, the minute she made that exchange with her money, to pick up that dress. She had already exchanged, she made that vow. That's why it was written on that dress. She made the vow. So it's not just saying, oh, Jesus, thank you for, no, you have to go back and make that vow. Because these are spiritual things. These are spiritual things we're delving into and we don't even know. We need to be savvy spiritually. It's good to pray, but it's good to. I was speaking to my sister today. I said, I believe prayer is ballistic missile. If I'm bothered about something, I don't just go and start shaka shaka shaka. No, I don't. I wait. And I say, Lord, just like David did for every battle, David will ask, Lord, what is the strategy for this battle? 
we ought to do this. We're still at war as well. It's just that our war, like is it Ephesians says, is not with physical enemy. But we are still at war. And so for every war, we need a different strategy. The strategy we used to fight the war of, I don't know, sickness and disease may not be because that's what I'm realizing. There was a time that my battle was against the physical ailments in my body. But I'm realizing that that's not the battle I'm fighting right now. The battle I'm fighting now is discouragement. It's just this feeling worn out, just feeling down. And the strategy is going to be different. And we must wait on God to say, this is the strategy. Oh yeah, fight. So that it becomes a missile. It is targeted. And it goes exactly where it needs to go. To dismantle whatever needs to be dismantled. So let's conclude that scripture. It says, and all their hard work is for nothing. Like working for the wind throughout their lives. They live under a cloud. Three clouds are mentioned there. Frustration, discouragement, anger. What ticks you off? Are you so easily ticked off? Why? 18. Even so, I have noticed one thing, at least that is good. It is good for people to eat, to drink, and enjoy their work under the sun during the short life God has given them and to accept their lot in life. Eight, 19. And it's a good thing to receive wealth from God. We said it before that we want to be careful that the wealth we are receiving is from God. Selah. And the good health to enjoy it. It's supposed to come together. If it's not coming together, then you want to question the source of it. Because the Bible says his blessings make rich, but they don't add sorrow to it. They don't add sorrow. To enjoy your work and accept your lot in life, this is indeed a gift from God. Now, this is our prayer. God keeps such people so busy enjoying life that they take no time to brood over the past. Please, let's note this is our prayer point, our first prayer point as we pray against discouragement and against the bombardment of the enemy, that God will give us, keep us so busy enjoying life, whatever little of it he has given us, however it is he has given us, whether it's in my one room apartment or it's in my flat or it's in my mansion the important thing is i'm enjoying the life that god has given me and i don't have time i don't spare the time to brood over the things remember last week we talked about the new getting into the new means that i've pushed off the old the old pain the old disappointment the old even the old success i'm not brooding over the past anymore. That's our first scripture and our first prayer. I think we should take it now before we move on.